Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my good friend slash my co-host, Devin. And today we're here to break down She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Episode 7, titled The Retreat. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at FilmOptics, that is optics with an X. Or you can email us at FilmOptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Devin, how's your week been? Double recording every single week. She-Hulk and Hot D. Let's go, baby. <laughs> we're, on, we're on that grind. Just so much to watch, so much to do. There is a lot to watch. It has been a little overwhelming, but, you know, we only have two more episodes after this episode seven for She-Hulk. And then we uh, we say goodbye to it. But that's okay, because we still have a little bit more of House of the Dragon to get to as well. But... How you been? You've been watching anything new? You catch, did you catch up on uh, Harley Quinn yet or no? I have not. I am, I'm about halfway through Midnight Club currently, so that's mm. that's kind of what's on the agenda. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can't wait to drop that review for all of our amazing listeners out there to kick off October. That will be coming up on October 7th, so we have a little bit of time before that drops actually that'll be next week that's coming out yeah october 7th that is coming up friday so the first uh full weekend of october uh definitely excited to uh uh watch that i actually finished it a few days ago i just blew through it i was just so just boom 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 i watched a few episodes per day throughout the weekend just because like i didn't want to watch everything all at once but I uh, it, it definitely uh, gripped me for sure. So spooky season is here. Yes, spooky season is here for sure. And as I mentioned before, we're going to be giving our review, our thoughts and breaking down She-Hulk Attorney at Law Episode 7. Again, that is titled The Retreats. Another shorter episode, but a powerful one. Um, for sure. So, Devin, are you ready just to dive on in? You're ready to go to therapy. We we, we got yes. a group session we got to get to. You know, I, I hear Mia Blonsky's going to be there. Some guy named the Porcupine. Some weird stuff. Speaking speaking of therapy, I actually just, just now did a little bit of research into the IMDb reviews for She-Hulk, which is obviously a, a, a wasteland of sorts. But I, I was curious if you had a guess as to... There's, a, there's about 100,000 total reviews, user reviews on IMDb. So to anyone that can create an account and write a review... It's about 100,000. What percentage of those do you think identify as females? Without looking, and obviously this is an audio-only podcast, so I'm not looking at this at all. Of the percentage of them being females, I would say the percentage of them being females, I would say mm, maybe, I'm going to go like 10%. You are, you're, you're, you're really pushing the over there. <laughs> five about five percent of wow. the total reviews are people who are have identified as female that's just that's just kind of i just thought that was interesting because it's like the main people complaining about it are those those 18 to 30 to 30 and above males that just 
They just kind of need therapy. I think that might be what it is. They can't accept any any female let show. I think so. It, it, it for whatever reason, it always comes to this. You know, we saw with Miss Marvel, people were review bombing it before they even saw it, and I just, if you don't like these shows. Just stop watching. <laughs> like, stop watching. There's nothing making you watch. I mean, there there might be some loose ties to, to further MCU material, but it's not going to be anything game-breaking. I don't understand. I just want to understand what people's thought process is because it, it, it just blows my mind. It's like... It's like comic book fans are never happy. <laughs> For the most comic book accurate show that we've gotten in the MCU so far. Honestly, I mean, I think Star Wars definitely still has the worst fandom, but I'm just so tired of the discourse. I, like I've said before, I'm tired of superhero discourse. I'll never get tired of superhero movies, but the discourse, that is what's really draining. But... We're here to talk about some She-Hulk, y'all. <laughs> so we'll be right back after this introduction to She-Hulk Attorney at Law, Episode 7. More and more eccentric superhumans are coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> We're going to launch a division for them. And I want the She-Hulk to be the face of it. Jennifer Waters. Namaste. I have a serious conflict of interest. This man tried to kill my cousin, Bruce. Yeah, that's quite all right. Oh. And we are back with our review of She-Hulk Attorney at Law, Episode 7. Again, that is titled The Retreat. So the way this is going to go, we're going to give our initial reactions. Um, not a lot of, well, there's a little bit of spoilers. We'll get a little bit of a spoiler section in there for you guys. Um, no post-credit scene again. It seems that we're, I'm missing the post-credit scenes. I'm, I'm really missing it. Like, cause we, we had four in a row and. Yeah. It's interesting that they went with the first four. I mean, it is what it is, but maybe just throw us a little bit of a bone, but maybe we'll get something for the season finale. I'm not entirely sure, but as I digress, we'll also get into our final thoughts. Uh, again, we're not going to give our ratings until the season finale for this show, because it's just, I feel like we need to get the full effects before we just prejudge something. So that's just um, my take on it. But I'm actually going to go first for my initial reaction review here of episode seven. Um, like I said uh, earlier, it is a shorter episode for sure. Uh, clocking in around maybe 30 minutes, not counting the credits. But I think this is probably the most impactful episode we've gotten so far um emil blonsky has supposedly or so they thought got into a little bit of trouble so um his parole officer and jen went to go check on him and everything's kind of just fine as what we've seen um so far and i guess he got electrocuted by a fence or something or so he says we're not entirely sure it seems that Mil blonsky is still a changed man but the rest of the episode kind of just coasts from there and then jen kind of finds her way into this group therapy self-help um session with a few other 
heroes or characters from the Marvel comics that I actually wasn't very um, familiar with at first. But of course, I watched the heavy spoilers episode. Got to always get get that in right after a nice little uh, She-Hulk watching. But I, I really did enjoy this episode. You know, it's it shows Jen in a very vulnerable spot or point in her life you know she meets this great guy you know we we see them going on a few dates having a few laughs having a few giggles here and there and then one day you know after she uh finally lets him into his apartment um (laughs) i don't want to repeat what heavy spoiler said because it was you know we got to keep it pg around here but it was hilarious um (laughs) but after you know he stays the night um after like the third or fourth date uh, he kind of just goes, sir. He just poof, disappears. By the way, I loved, I really loved that opening montage of their dates. That was so well done. That was like right out of a, a well-made rom-com. Yeah, that's what it made me feel like. You know, let's just, I want to just watch a Marvel like property, a show or a movie and just, just have fun with it. Like, yeah, there's issues we have with the episode. There's issues we have with the series, but it's like, Overall, I don't think they've made a quote-unquote bad episode, but there are parts where they could have expanded on a lot of character moments and just uh, certain things that are happening within the show. But overall, it's like, yeah, this this whole show, I think so far, has been about Jen's insecurities, not as she hulk but as jen as a person because she is facing this identity crisis she is trying to figure out why people only listen to her or pay attention to her while she's in her she hulk form versus just being jen and we see a lot of uh, emotional growth for jen this episode i I think it, it it played out very beautifully a few uh, small little, you know, things are lurking around the corner as well, as we'll get into here in a little bit. But Devin, what are your initial reactions on She-Hulk episode seven? Yeah, for me, I think this this is probably the, the first truly great episode of the series, um, I think. I've definitely enjoyed all the episodes leading up to this, uh, specifically the the Madison one. But um, I think this was the truly a great episode just because of the the growth that we see from her as a character, some good old fashioned character development, which was a big complaint um, that we've been hearing thus far. But this definitely addresses that. It's just great to see her kind of learn to accept She-Hulk and and what it brings into her life and kind of the the problems it brings into her life, and at the same time. Based on what happens at the end, it's also heartbreaking because she finds this guy. They go on a, a few dates and they they do the deed, and she's she's really happy. And the the part where she texted him, um, I, I had a really good time last night. I can't stop smiling. That that put a smile on my face. Like that's just that's just great stuff. Like, of course, they made fun of it later, saying how how cheesy that line was when when she was telling the the group therapy about her text that she's been sending, which was great. But I just love seeing her happy because. You kind of just learn to fall in love with with Jennifer as a character because you can see you can relate to her as as someone. I believe she's in her thirties, or if not close, but she's single. She's single, just trying to navigate the dating life, and it, it's hard. And then she she grows this this Hulk power, and then just makes things even harder because nobody accepts her for her. And that's that's some really deep stuff they they put into the show that um, I don't believe we've touched on much in the MCU. Just kind of the, the inner struggle of. Loving yourself, but also trying to find love, which is something that she's doing. Uh, I guess we can get into spoilers now, but there's there's still no no Daredevil. 
<laughs> no daredevil. The, the keep him waiting yet. one more week at least. At least one more week. But yeah, just to touch on what you said, I, I do agree like wholeheartedly. You know, it is it, it's it is a very genuine episode. And like you said, this is about Jen struggling um with her identity and just how she's able to finally just let it out because there's been so many things happening in her life so far. And you know, we we finally get Emil Blonsky back. We kind of saw what he was up to after, you know, she uh I can't believe him. I can't believe this 360 they gave him. Like it's been so crazy. Cause I I like I don't really remember much about him from the Hulk movie, but he's just kind of the the generic like general character. Like it's just kind of doing whatever this country tells him to do. Like he mentioned in the episode, he was the first episode he was in, but they just kind of changed his entire character and made, just made him so much more interesting. And I like that. And I think Marvel does a really great job of like redeeming. Cause it's like some of these characters or at least changing them around. Like we've seen with like the Mandarin, um, especially with the Mandarin and yeah. uh, was it Shang-Chi? So it's, it's, it's great like how they're able to kind of, or even Thor, like we've seen it firsthand with Thor, like he's cat Dennings and and Jimmy Woo and all those characters. Like there's just so many minor characters that they do such a good job of setting up. And honestly, I can't, it's, it's been forever since I've watched the Hulk movie, like all together. I mean, do you really need to watch it on a rewatch? I mean, technically no, but I do just because, you know, it's it's the only Hulk movie we have, but it is very um yeah, it's it's a pretty forgetful movie, at least for me. But yeah, let's get into our spoilers, as you mentioned. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is your first spoiler warning for Shielk Attorney at Law episode seven again. That is your second spoiler warning for this episode. So if you haven't seen it, definitely turn back. Um, so I guess I, I told you, I told you last week, this Josh guy, just too good to be true. He was like, I mean, we all like everyone, at least in our age group, unfortunately has to deal with some type of ghosting. If you are single, you know, you're doing online dating. That's just how it is like you know not everyone says something different than you know their actions say something else but you know it's it's very relatable this episode is so relatable to people dating in today's um in today's world and yeah like you said he's he seemed like a great guy josh seemed like a really great guy and then poof he just vanished and then i guess he's he's cooking up so he's with intelligence intelligentsia yes and the he's, he's texting with the hulk king about getting this the blood sample that they needed and he also hacked her phone at one point yeah he like copied her phone i was like oh, i feel like we, we've seen that somewhere before or at least i have i can't remember where i don't know i don't think it was in a marvel property uh movie or series but yeah i was like oh okay but like we finally at the very end of the episode we we see what happened that night like where he went like instead of jen constantly checking her phone which is something that's very normal like like you said you know when she said you know oh i can't stop smiling when she sends that text i felt like that was a very nice text message to send to somebody you know it's just like hey i'm thinking of you it felt felt like that grinch that grinch scene where your heart just grows three times the size when you when you see that 
Yeah. Like, I mean, I know they were making like fun of it within the episode. Like, oh, you know, like, why would you say that? It's like, actually, no, that's a pretty normal and like very sweet thing to text somebody where it's like, hey, you know, I've been spending a lot of time with you and, you know, I just can't stop smiling. It's like, cool. Like, that's a very nice thing to say to someone. It's like, way to go, Jen. You didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. And at the end of this episode, you you just kind of, you're left worrying for Jen because she's about to get her heart destroyed when she finds out that Josh is up to no good. Not until Daredevil swoops in and saves the yeah, day. I was going to say, like, the, where, the kind of where the season is, is driving towards, you kind of feel like um, when Daredevil is introduced, there might be some kind of chemistry or connection there. Kind of, he can be there to kind of pick up the pieces. Yeah, I mean, you got two lawyers, you know, they have a lot of common when it comes to their work. You know, we'll, we'll have yeah. to wait and see. I mean, will we see him next week? I'm not entirely sure. I mean, definitely by episode nine. But I've seen a lot of people just, they're trolling, you know, I, I get it. Everyone wants to see Daredevil, but like, this is a She-Hulk show. I feel like it would be very fitting for them to wait until the very end for Daredevil to come in. But I guess it would be very possible for him to come in for episode eight. Maybe he's in episode eight and episode nine. I don't know. I mean, even if he's only in for a few minutes, it's all about the execution for me. I'm sure they have everything, you know, planned out. And, you know, it's it's great. You know, we're, we're getting Daredevil back. This isn't his first appearance in the MCU. So it's technically his second one because he was in No Way Home. But, yeah, I mean, whenever he comes, he comes. But this was a great, great episode for um, for She-Hulk. Like you said, Devin, people complain that there's no character development. There's definitely been character development within this episode, especially we saw with her kind of accepting the identity of She-Hulk when she's with uh, Titania, who is more of kind of like a, a thorn in her side, more of like an obstacle. Um, I wouldn't really call her a villain um, by any means because she's just kind of like, like that annoying character that keeps popping up. So I'm sure we haven't seen the last of her yet. But Devin, did you have any final thoughts about this episode before we close out here? I just love how MCU is just able to dig deep into the into the toy box and sandbox that they have with these very obscure small comic book characters and kind of bring them to life like this like the porcupine man bull like uh, el, el aguila i think it's his name is yeah which is the eagle it's just mm-hmm. you never would have seen these characters ever before it's just so nice for them to find a use for them and one of them was um saracen apparently a fake vampire but they mentioned something about his dad so uh blade's coming soon don't know who his dad is but yeah, I'm I'm hoping he, he comes soon, but apparently they they've been having well they just lost a director for that film as well. So Yeah, I saw that. I heard um I heard they have some options for replacements. Everyone's pushing for Jordan Peele. <laughs> I've been I've been seeing Spike Lee a lot. Oh uh, yeah, Spike Lee would be a good one too. Honestly, I just want someone good. Or or um or the Batgirl directors, bring them back. They didn't oh, miss yeah. Marvel. Yeah, yeah, give give them a reason to, uh, yeah, I think that would be really awesome because, man, I really wanted to see Batgirl. I really did. I don't care if it was on a small screen. I don't care if it's on one, two, three movies. I want to see Batgirl. I just want to see it. Never will. <sighs> it, I, it just blows. They're, just, they're removing so much stuff. It, I'm not sure if you saw this earlier with the, the final space um, thing that's happening. with Because I remember when that show was like first starting up. I mean, it's being removed from HBO Max altogether, but people who have bought the digital license 
for like on Amazon, like Prime Video or whatever, they're losing those licenses as well. Well, time to get a screen recorder. That or, you know, I mean, I'm, I don't I don't know if it came out in physical media, but I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. But this is why physical media is important. I just want to throw that out there. So if, if you're big into movies and TV shows, not saying you have to buy everything, but definitely, you know, buy the things that that, that make you happy, that, that bring you joy for sure. But with all that said, that concludes our episode seven review of She-Hulk Attorney at Law. So if you liked what you heard on our episode here today, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, your lover, whoever it may be. Make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics podcast with a movie lover in need. And really quick, what's coming up on the podcast? We got to do this every episode because we want to let you guys know what are the amazing episodes and amazing content you can find on our podcast uh, as of this recording. By the time this is out, our episode seven of House of the Dragon, spoiler free, of course, will be out. And you can also check out our Avatar, The Last Airbender, book three fire review that we did with a few other amazing guests that joined us on that journey for the conclusion of that journey. And make sure to mark your calendars for October 7th, because that's when we're going to be dropping our Midnight Club review for all of you guys. Very excited to have that. Um, it's it's spooky season, you know, it, it's it's everything. I think I have one more series to watch for Mike Flanagan. It's uh, Haunting of Bly Manor. It's the only one I haven't seen yet, but I kind of want to watch Midnight Mass again. <laughs> Because it was so freaking good. Maybe I'll do Haunting of Hill House is still my favorite. Haunting, it was so good. I am, it's like a 1A, 1B situation for Haunting the Hill House and Midnight Mass. Because I know how important Midnight Mass is to Flanagan. But Haunting of Hill House is so freaking good. But oh my gosh, I'll go on a tangent if I start. But with all that said, we hope you guys have a great day. And we'll see you guys next time. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.